the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're brought to you by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. Giving professional athletes and entertainers knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth, where to donate. We'll talk about that later in the show. Learn more by visiting morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, a member, SIPC. Good morning. Well, I say good morning, gentlemen. Some people listen to this at midnight. That's right. Good morning. Yes. But good morning. Good morning. Good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever it is you may be across this wonderful world listening to this podcast, gearing up for an NFL football season, which thankfully is inching closer to reality. I almost... We're going to talk football, a lot of football today. I almost bet on a preseason game. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> well, that, isn't that the way Kevin. to do it? Kevin. That at least makes it watchable, right? Well, I was at, this was when I was in New Jersey. I almost I, bet on a preseason. I've been I had, thinking about trying to get you professional help for some other things, but now that's the last straw. Well, Are you talking I, straight bet or like a DFS? Uh, no, no, I'm talking like a you know a bet on uh, one of the sports books. Okay. Because you could do it. In, you know, New Jersey has it legal. And before I did it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> he felt dirty already. This is, yeah, well, you know what? I'm like, this is a slippery slope, man, because if I'm betting preseason football, uh, it's, yeah. that's that's the first indicator of a problem. So then I thought baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Mike's not with me, so I'm not going to – because the baseball bets are a little different, mm. right? I mean, you, you got in New Jersey and you didn't bet the Mets on this run? Come yeah, on. I should have. Man. Should have. I'm trying to knock on wood and not say too much, but holy cats. Yeah, they've <laughs> – Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so then I bet on golf and won a few bucks. Okay. Uh, which golf season's wind down. We'll talk a little more golf. It was my hint later. But let's let's get to some NFL burning questions here yeah. uh, through the preseason. And number one here. If you have burning questions yeah, that was the a preseason, bit. <laughs> you might want to see a medical That was somewhat sarcastic. Well, <laughs> it's more of a, it's like a jock itch burn. Okay, okay? Sure. much better, yes. <laughs> uh, to go with the summer heat and uh, training camp. Anyhow, the Colts, should they get another quarterback? Andrew Luck is still rehabbing. We've got a few weeks to go here. Calf injuries are, everybody's, as soon as you have a calf injury now, we think Achilles, yes. based upon what happened yeah. with Kevin Durant. Particularly but, when they linger that long, because calf injuries in the past were a calf injury, sore muscle. And remember Aaron Rodgers had one a couple yeah. years ago, and, and it wasn't, you know, it was a calf injury. So, um, But now, yes, now every calf injury, particularly if it goes more than two weeks, people start wondering what else it may be, and could it be worse? I mean, he's, they've come out and said he's rehabbing right now. He's not even close to ready, right? And we've seen this before with Andrew Luck. That neck injury was it the neck, shoulder, 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 right. sort of neck too. Shoulder, right? sort of neck. Yeah. Went to went to Europe for treatment. Didn't that take like seven weeks more than people anticipated? Yeah. I mean, this guy's just maybe one of those guys, right? And this team is ready to win. They are the fourth best Super Bowl odds right now, according to Vegas. This team is built to win. They're built to win. Yeah, around, but are the fourth best odds because with of luck, luck as but, the quarterback? But See, that's my point. If they're ready, if they if they feel like it's okay just to use Jacoby Brissett, fine. But shouldn't they be at least considering a better option? See, right I'm now? hung up on the word "should" because it, 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 to me, it's not a matter of should. What, what, to me, it's not a matter of should. You have a somewhat respectable backup who has played games and won some of them before. Nobody's calling Jacoby Brissett uh, an All Pro. But where? What else are you? Is where else Nick are Foles? you going, Mike? What else are you? Are is there anybody out there that you think you can get that's better that's going to come into the Colts offense cold and be any better in the regular season than what you have now with Brissett and the offshoot of all that is if the Colts are as good as we think they are and you think they are then they should be good enough to do some other things to not have to rely on Brissett to be the one to carry well, the load they, to help them win games they have to though you look at their offense they throw they run more plays than anybody else right they do it by numbers Speed, yep. they flood you with with passing plays Play after play after play after play. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Right now, the best person is Brissett. There's nobody it, else. Well, but if Luck's got an issue, you have to bring somebody else in yep. in case something happens to Brissett. Well, but that's every team in the NFL is sort of trying to figure that out as well, too. There, there's 20 good quarterbacks in the world, which means there's a lot of teams that still don't have starters and certainly are okay. worried about their backups. Let's... Um, Let's use our hometown team here just as an example. Sure. Wasn't it a couple of years ago? It was like who the hell was playing quarterback for these guys? Sure. I mean, 
Seriously, didn't they have like seven different starters the one oh, year? Oh, yeah. And it was just like, you know, Joe I mean, Jabroni off the field. Right? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Orton. Or- they brought Orton yeah, back, and he couch. was like, yes. See, I like, always you got to avoid that. I always go back to the thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. You, well, my, my point in bringing this up is if the Colts knew they were ready to win, and we all know they're ready to win, is there any disagreement there? No, this, is a, this is a top five team in the league right now, I think. They, they are a sexy pick sure. with a healthy Andrew Luck. Then, I'm not ready to put them in the top five yet. I think really? they're in the next five. Yeah, I do. I, I think, I think there the, are better teams. I think we can come up easily with five better teams I than think the Colts Vegas right has now. this right. They're the third best team in the AFC right. right now. Go ahead. What are the five? Five other teams that are Patriots, better. one Chiefs, the, the Chiefs, the Rams, yep. the Saints, and the Bears. Right Ooh. off the top of my head. All right. Okay. Well done. Bears are arguable, but I, I think it's similar between the two teams. But but the point is, they're at least contenders. Contenders need to have depth. They just need to have depth. They should be all in on whatever that one to two year window of contention is. And they must think Jacoby Brissett can handle an eight an eight week game load because he's it looks like he might have to, right? I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be an in and out situation with Andrew Luck here, in my opinion. If this Achilles is, is weak, they're gonna have to slow play this back. We know how this is. Yeah. This is not a, you know, oh, I'm all better now. <laughs> right? Um I think Tyrod Taylor is a better option, by the way, Ugh. Paul. Oh no. Tyrod Taylor will fight like you that? to the death. No way. Tyrod Taylor, he doesn't have to go downfield with this team. Because of the way they play. They're a slow, dink-and-dunk, play-fast kind of team. That's Tyrod Taylor's bread and butter. I'll disagree with you on that. Really? Yeah. I thought Tyrod Taylor, his best uh, performance passing when he had Watkins, when Watkins was healthy, throwing the deep ball. Sure. I thought Taylor struggled throwing in between the tackles to the tight ends and the dink and dunks. And I think there's plenty of times where he didn't throw because he didn't want to turn the football over. Yeah, you're so, right. You're right about that. He so was, he was you have Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum would be better sure. on this list than Tyrod Taylor for a passing offense. If you want to if you sure. want to play small ball, if you will. That Vikings and, offense was similar, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Open. I, I think he would be a better choice for the Colts than Tyrod Taylor. All right, you put me on the spot there with the five better teams. I want to put well, you, you already on the, five. I'm going to put you on the spot now, right off the top of your head. Name me five better backup quarterbacks than Jacoby Brissett. Well, I think I think Chase Daniel. I think what's Chase Daniel's played like six games in his career. He's played enough. Hold on a second. This show is taking a turn. If we're ranking backup quarterbacks, <laughs> no, no. I, my, I'm not. I'm not trying to put Mike on the spot. My <laughs> point. Saying. My right. point is that I think Matt Barkley. My point here. is that they're all the same. Every backup quarterback pretty much in the NFL is all the same. Most of them have never played, have never really shown that they have the ability to come in cold and lead a team to victory, which is why the old sort of, you know, what you, you know, add what you hear in the NFL is let my backup quarterback be able to keep me at 500 over a three or four game stretch. That's what general managers will tell you. I'll give you one. And every team in the league had a chance to get him. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the best backup quarterback in football right now. Yeah, but but you're (laughs) might be a starter. Yeah. (laughs) And and they had a chance to get him. And that's 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 my point. Most people would have were at the Dolphins, and most fans were happy to have run him out of Miami because he wasn't ever good enough. But Andrew Luck was hurt in March. He was hurt during free agency. They they knew this was coming. They knew they had to address the situation. They didn't. So they either loved Jacoby Brissett or they missed on this. They love. I they gotta missed. think they love no, because well, they brought in Chad Kelly to be the third. Quarterback. I gotta think they love Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. I and mean, he's been in their system long enough. He started games for them, not always hugely successful. They weren't a very good team when he started those you know 16 15 games in 2017 sure. um but he's been in their system long enough he comes from new england he played a little bit there i well i think the point i'm trying to make here is jacoby Brissett is mostly like every other nfl backup quarterback maybe even in the upper echelon of nfl backup quarterbacks which is you don't really know how good they are they've never really shown how good they are and Nobody has any real idea whether they can be a long-term successful quarterback or not. So if those are all the things that a, that an NFL team sort of looks at that position and says, the Colts are going, well, the guy's been here. He knows our system. He's he's The players know him. He's played games for us. He's won some games for us. Okay. So I don't know why you would think there's a better option. Let me give you one more situation. The Eagles lose two third and fourth string quarterbacks in the preseason. Well, one of them was second. And pulled Josh McCown off a couch for $2 million. He's a better backup than Jacoby Brissett, in my opinion. The Colts had the chance to get him. He was sitting home. Have you seen what Josh McCown's career record is? 
Look at he's see again. I, it, we're, we're, but I put how his are we basing this? Anything. You're basing this on guys that have started in the league and have played. And I'm telling you, they, they there's a reason why they're backups now. They were never good enough to be starters. So why do you think that they're any better than the whole other core of guys? I, I, Paul's got a good point on that one. Uh, I understand your point too, Mike. I just know that uh, you both are, have coffee cups from the same place. Paul definitely <laughs> got the double shot in his. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. All right, let's move on. No, I just I, the last thing is I just I love talking about this because the there's take. always there's, yeah a little <laughs> that's bit, right. right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk off the set here. There's always a perception by fans that there's somebody else better out there, and my point that it's I'm trying the to tell people, of it, but my yeah. point that I'm trying to tell people is there usually isn't anybody better out there um well sometimes there are though that's the beauty of the discussion and the debate all right our, our uh, by the way colts have 43 million in cap space they do if they want to do something uh or need to do something for that matter and they wouldn't have to spend a lot of it frankly to it right i mean no T- taylor and keenum what the going rates now two million bucks right 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 yeah um the Cowboys, as Mike has phrased the question, what the hell should the Cowboys do? <laughs> it's, it's sort of a similar conversation, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a top 10 team with everybody there. Yeah, they should be. on pay- yeah. Yes, absolutely they should be. They did sign their pass rusher. Yeah. All right? So um, he signed. But now they've got other positions they have to worry about uh, with contracts moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at backup positions <laughs> – Cooper Rush didn't make your top five backup quarterbacks, <laughs> Paul. Although, you know, he did not. But, but does anybody really know whether he, you <laughs> no. know? And they hope not. Great name. Great name, Cooper Rush. I mean, right. I mean, that's uh, that's up there. Um, but, you know, what should they do? I, I, I think it's all about trying to figure out if they're going to pay three guys, right? Right. Well, Dax, Zeke, and Amari. Essentially, it's four, right? The point here is they, are, they did pay the pass rusher they, this year. Right. Generally, teams don't go and pay you know another big position after doing that because you know Demarcus Lawrence is making twenty one million a year, right. so uh, it's not normal. It wouldn't be normal for the Cowboys to go all in, even though we've talked about that you know at length on this show. It's the QB. They got to pay the QB. Do, do they? Yeah. Well, I wonder about this now. Do you I'm think, mostly surprised they haven't done anything this do you, preseason. Do you think they're just slow playing this whole thing? Nobody has to get signed right now. Dak's under contract, and you can Z's got two more him, years, you know. and Amari's got one more year. Yeah, well, so he, here's Do you a think they want to stagger it, is my point? I think they have to stagger it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have to stagger it. I think they I think they maybe want to see Dak play with a chip on his shoulder on a contract. I, I thought about that, too. Right? A little Joe Flacco, right? Sure. Play a little pissed off. Let's see how you do. Yeah. You know, go out and prove yourself. Go earn it. You're not just getting it because you're due, you know, it's your contract. I mean, Dak, Dak Prescott's not holding out, and Jerry Jones knows that. Right. I I I th- I I like I think Dax is a pretty good quarterback, uh-huh. and I think he he still has more room to go to hit his potential. Doesn't it feel a little like Kirk Cousins, where nobody yes. was super surprised yes. that he got the free agency? To me, it does. Right, and you know what else yeah. I thought about? Here's what I thought about: I read an article in College Football Preview magazine just this past week, and the article was sort of focused on that this next generation and wave of young quarterbacks that are coming um and how they're they're starting earlier with the tutors and they're you know trevor lawrence is an nfl scout quarter he come in the nfl right now and play right now and be he's the next andrew luck and he's still got two more years at clemson to go so you start to put lists of names together we know tonga vialoa and justin herbert from oregon are coming out likely this year you've got um Trevor Lawrence, two years, three years down the road. Next two years, you got from Jaylen from Hurst Georgia. Um, you know, so here I'm going to spin yeah, this back Jaylen to the Hurst. Cowboys. Uh, you know, there's a there's a, a a growing list, and again, there's no guarantees the guys ever going to be in it. But but there are really high level prospects, and now I'm going to spin it back to the Cowboys, where maybe somebody in Dallas is going. Are we going to pay this guy that we kind of think is okay but not great um, when we see the possibility of some greatness? coming down the road, but if we're going to lock in on a five-year deal with Dak Prescott now, we're not going to be in a position to draft Fromm or Herbert or Dexter or Trevor Lawrence down the road. I, and I frankly, wonder about that. Well, And frankly, Dak Prescott feeds into that because he came in and, did, sure. and played well sure. out of college. You look at Mahomes, you know, in his the second turno- year. The turnover is incredible. We'll look at Allen with the Bills in um, – 
Darnold with the Jets, who Mayfield. looked pretty looked pretty good in preseason. You know, yeah, that, that was the game I was better. Mayfield, Trubisky, <laughs> Wentz, right? Everybody's young. So to that <laughs> to that point, yeah, you don't have to pay huge dollars if the I guys. Wonder, I wonder. I wonder. Right it's not part Paul, of this. Paul, I wonder how many teams are in that boat right now. Even if they have a quarterback, oh, I think how many teams are are starting to plan out for two? But or think years. about it. What, what's gotta fun? be half? Half the teams, in the half league. of them. Right. But but yes. but ha- almost half the teams have drafted quarterbacks in the last four years. Sure. Like I mean, you just rattled off a whole bunch of names. It's be, it's we're coming to a very interesting scenario. You've got the Breeze and the Bradys and the Rivers of the world that are already getting up to the forty year old and are some point gonna sure. gonna drop off. And then you've got the Mariotas and the Winstons who were high picks but have never lived up to it so those teams have got to be pretty close to saying you know what it's time to go well, to the next one and it, so it, it, the quarterback class in the nfl in the next three years could be incredibly well, different we'll get to it actually yeah I, i've kind of broken it out the the other part of that is the more the nfl goes towards the college spread offense that's right the more these players are prepared to play. The and transition's easier. And it's becoming like goaltenders in hockey. That's right. Unless you have one of the five elite guys, everybody else is just a guy. They all play the same style. They can come in and, and, and play for you. You just need to catch someone who plays great. How yeah. many people right? are sitting at their at their TVs this year staring at Kyler Murray, hoping it doesn't work? <laughs> if Kyler Murray works out, the game has changed. Yeah. Guys like yeah. Wentz, guys, yeah. guys like Winston, and Mariota and Goff, they don't need to get paid. Well, what's the definition of workout mean? If they win, right? Okay. If they, I mean, if they is, win, what and else he, matters? And, and he plays <laughs> well, really well. I, but they, you know, they could lose, and he he plays well. I don't know. I, isn't everything falling the quarterback now? I'm going to well, violate my I'm going to violate my rule of paying too much attention to the preseason but I thought it was very interesting what the Raiders did to him yes. in their last game. That is the model of what a good defensive coordinator is yes. going to go. All right, you're going to run this thing, you're going to run this air raid, you're going to clap your hands and all that stuff. Yep. I'm going to blitz the you know what out of you cuz you're not leaving enough blockers in. Let's see how you handle it. And he couldn't and he didn't, yeah. and they didn't. So, again, preseason, we'll see what happens in the regular season, but I thought there was a glimpse of what the defensive people that are tired of getting beat up by everything is about offense these days in the NFL are saying, wait a minute, we got some stuff ready for you uh, for you air raiders. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what is happening. You mentioned the Raiders. All right, so yep. how many helmet companies right now are trying to develop – a helmet that will satisfy Antonio Brown. I mean, it's got to happen, right? <laughs> I would hope none of them. There's got to be a happy. I would medium. hope none of them are. I would hope the ones that are doing it now are going. We're what we're doing now is appeals to 99.9 percent of the players in the league and passes all the rules. Who's going out there to spend research and development money to try to keep that knucklehead happy? All right. So this is the re- this is the reason I bring it up. I'm, I'm I really don't want to get on the you know he's crazy train right now. I, I think that ship has sailed, but. He claims that there's blind spots in those helmets. That's what he's claiming. There's a blind spot. You ever worn a helmet? I have. Yeah, but he there's claims blind that spots there's new helmet. blind spots, right, that he's not used to that's going to make his game suffer. Why Why is no. he the only wide receiver in football actually, Did, did you read Peter King's column on Monday where he actually had the guys at that Vice's company do tests on it, and they actually have a peripheral vision test with light through a helmet to to determine where the peripheral vision, because I assume that's what Antonio Brown is talking a little bit about, and apparently it's the peripheral vision was is better with is. the new helmets based on science and the measure of what peripheral vision is than the one that he was using before. Of course, of course it is. What do you think we're making? We're going to make a worse helmet? It's, he acts like they, they got him Sir Lancelot's helmet from the joust, right? <laughs> Back in the medieval times with the two little eye slits there so he can look out. No. Or in uh, Monty right. Python and the Holy Grail when he used to flip up. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. They have shields now. I mean, there's all these advancements so that they've made to protect him, and he's, he's trying to say it, it, it doesn't fit him right. Let's not dwell on this. Is this just I don't want to go? To, I don't want to play in the preseason. Is that, Absolutely, that's what all this is. That's, right? Yes. Rogers, all and this, this is right? just this is just I'm Antonio Brown and I like the attention. Yeah, but here's here's why does he just say that to Mike Mayock? Like Mike Mayock's yeah, out yesterday. I know. I know. Right. Uh, this is a Tuesday we're recording. He's either all in or all out. I'm like, wh- which is you, what that means, right? Right. Why don't you yeah. just go say to him like, Hey, Mike, I 
don't need to play in the preseason. Yeah. I need to get my feet better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're exactly. going to be fine. But this exactly. has never been about even playing in the preseason because nobody plays in the preseason well, it's anymore. It's about I don't. Too. Well, it may be, and you may be right about that. But I don't. I don't think this is. A, I don't want to play. I just think this is. This is what you get with Antonio Brown. And if it wasn't the helmet, it would be something else. This is the old Bruce Smith hamstring strain. That's it. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. That's what, two days before camp starts. My knees yeah. a little. Bruce sore. isn't practicing. He'll be fine. Because yeah. you know what, Bruce doesn't need to practice. I think Brett Favre just started showing up in jeans. Yeah. When he was when he turned thirty, he's yeah. like, "Well, he had that Wranglers deal." Yeah, so. he's not. He, it, it was he just made it obvious when he walked in. I'm, I, I'm not playing today. Uh, you know, it's attention. Also, Antonio Brown likes attention. Yeah, he's getting attention here, and the attention's on his helmet, not his feet. I, I'm worried about his feet. We've talked about this. Yeah. Well, I'm worried. Did you? Did you? Uh, so last week we talked about. I, I, I watched the episode, mm-hmm. and you know about his feet. And he's like laughing about it, and you see it, and I don't know. They're like. It, it it looks like they're going to be able to uh, the new skin's growing. The trainer's like, oh, that that's good. The pink, that's fine. It's it's growing back. That's so weird. It is. It this is, is all selfish, by the way. He's on my dynasty fantasy yeah. team. I notice his feet are flat though. <laughs> like it looks like he's you got flat feet. Yeah, yes. and, and his yeah. toes were sort of really oddly shaped and weird looking. I was that's too what jumped out at me. They yeah. actually went to the, no, they went to Rex Ryan to get that. Oh, <laughs> bump. Here we go. Final question. Which he, he joked about, by the way, on his show. Did you see that? He referenced uh, something about feet, and Did Sam, really? Sam Ponder like lost it. Oh, She's no. sitting next to him and almost fell off her chair uh, that he joked about it. Okay. Um, l- listen, Antonio Brown's too good. I just can't. There's too much money at stake, correct? Yeah, this season just got to start. Right. It's just too They're much not going to trade him. He's not going to retire. Let's right. Let's just get this He'll season be there going. week one. It'll be. I, I think, unless yeah. his feet are really bad. <laughs> The Dolphins. Are the Dolphins doing too much here? Because uh, financially speaking, they're where they want to be, right? They're, they're last. They're last, right? Yeah. They're, nobody's spending less than the Dolphins, which is the point here. Right. They have $30 million of wide receivers. Veteran on. wide receivers. Right. That's what scares me. There's like four legitimate wide receivers on that roster, and Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing them the ball. That usually equals like seven wins. Right? Yes. We've seen that before. Maybe five or six. Yeah. I would be a little closer Paul, to five. Paul, but my point is five is five is probably too much. If they're trying to be terrible for all the quarterback reasons you've said, right? For all this, you know, young blood that's coming up, I think five wins is too much. I think the Bengals might win two. Uh it, it, you know, I it, again it's it's so hard to control. All of that in the NFL, I think mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's it's hard to control it in any team factor because how does a coach stand up in front of the team and ask for their best effort and ask for them to try hard when when someone in the back of their mind is saying I hope we only win two games this year or you know and, and again it's it's the whole Mike you look at it as they're not spending any money which means they're purposefully doing that and uh, and I can look at it and tell you that's what how you rebuild now the model is there that when you rebuild you rip it all the way down you get rid of all your high price guys because they don't make that much of a difference so you go in with a lot of young guys a new coach wants to play younger players you suck it up so your cap number is going to be low but it's all part of a rebuilding but the only thing that matters is the quarterback and to get the quarterback you got to have the number one draft pick I mean that's just it. So, so how, it. but how can you control the difference between two wins and five wins? Play Rosen, not spend the hell, not spend <laughs> part of it, not sign Albert Wilson and Kenny Stills and Alan Hearns to start, yeah. and let Devonte Parker walk rather than restructure him. That's what they did. Well, here's so let me ask you this question: If they planned on like why why even trade for Rosen? I mean he had I joke, but he has potential. Rosen, I mean this is a guy who was a first round pick last year. Uh, you can argue how much of a chance he's given in Arizona or not. Right. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. Some would argue Edwin coming into the NFL um, that he was traded as a first-round pick. Uh, to me, if if you play him, like Fitz is the starter, you know, you'd think to start the season. But to me, no, you play Rosen. You play the young guy because if you don't have any expectations, you, you know play him. You know what you're going to get out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I actually Correct. think they're going to play Rosen. I think they uh, should and, play him. And the, the reason to get him is why anybody would have got him, right? We, we think maybe he could be he a could, 10-year starter. He could be. And if, so and find and out. If that's the case, then you don't need to do everything to get the number one pick. Right. right. Then you can sort of rebuild on the fly, which is a way better way to do it. You know, teams like the Chiefs and Eagles have done that recently. But... It doesn't appear that's the case, but right. I mean, Rosen has really not separated himself. But, so to me, you play him to see, I think so. see if anything happens, yeah. and if it doesn't, 
You lose you, three. You win three games. Right. right. You, you do what he did in Arizona yeah. to get the first pick. Totally. And then so you move uh, on from him. I, this is one of my favorite stats. And and granted, I, you know, we both Kevin and I being here in Buffalo have had a chance to get to know Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's an awesome guy. He's sure. a guy that everybody wants on their team. He embraces a team. The guys love him. Um, but that only takes you so far. I want you guys to take a stab at what Ryan Fitzpatrick's career starting quarterback record is. His career okay. record. Or or Wins at least give losses. me an idea of how 50, of how many 50. games under 500 it might be. Is it under? Oh yeah, there's no doubt it's under. Um I'm going to say he's boy, how many games has he started? He's, he has started uh 126 games. He's won 40 games. No. You're low on that, but not by a lot. It's 50? 50, 75, and 1. <laughs> so, again, back to where we started this conversation about backup quarterbacks. He's a backup quarterback who shouldn't be starting, who has started 126 career games, and the results have been applicable. Okay. okay. So, I... So honestly, I could make the argument, and just because I had too much espresso this morning, I no maybe kidding. I will. Um, that you might that if you really want to tank it out, you play Fitz and not Josh Rosen, because Josh Rosen is a first round pick with a lot of talent who has the chance to develop and get pretty good, and probably better than Fitz will ever be. You you play Fitz sixteen games, you're going five and eleven. Okay. I'm on, I'm in. So, so I'm in. Has he made a million bucks per win in his career? Oh, easily. Right? Easily. He's he's made about fifty million, I think, with his last contract. Well then he's made more than that, because he's been playing forever. He's been playing here, forever. On. Yeah. No, career I'm... earnings, Ryan Fitzpatrick, fifty eight million dollars. Okay. He can make another five and a half this year. Think he's about go that. Over sixty million. Over this a million year. a win. Yeah, he wow. does not have an over five hundred record with any team he's been on, uh only six six and six with Houston. Every other team he's ever been on is under 500 as a uh, starting quarterback. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the reason to watch th- the Dolphins this year. I still think they play Rosen. <laughs> I still think they play Rosen. Me too, for everything, all the reasons yes. you said. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're still some more NFL here, and we're going to talk about. Oh, no. We got one more. One more. One, one more. more five. We, did, hot take we did four here. burning questions, although we added like seven of them in there. Why. <laughs> Aren't teams going at the Redskins with a trade offer for big, Trent Williams? Going big, right? Obviously, big teams one. are calling, but they're and, and they're they're sending them away. But why isn't a team like the Jets or the Bills, who are in that window with right. this young quarterback, who they need help? I mean, you know, he's got two years, twenty-four mil left on his deal. Yeah, the deal's fine. I, I, I you you can probably restructure it with a little signing bonus to keep him happy. You know that that generally happens in a trade. He's Thirty-one. He's an offensive lineman. He's probably got a good another six, seven years in him. I don't think the player is the problem. It's you got to pry him away from the Redskins because he's a good player. Right. And you don't you don't get rid of left tackles unless you have to. But why somebody should really step up with a huge offer here, right? Am I wrong? He's had a little history of some injuries over his career, yeah. right? Um, 31 years old. Again, that just that goes against everything that we talk about as the NFL model of, of I don't you know don't invest know. in guys but, that but are that on position, that side of their career. But if you're going to win. that position, experience matters, right? I, yeah, it matters. There's I, a tipping point with it, though, Mike. Experience matters up until a point when it becomes diminishing returns. Of course. But we're but look only at the talking Rams. about two years here. But look at the Rams, right? Didn't they, they had an older offensive oh, line yeah. and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think the Rams are an example of, hey. Whit- Whitworth, Saffold. Whitworth they were right. all old on that. You, you go and get experienced offensive linemen yeah. in the National Football League, and especially to protect your – but the argument against that is a team that actually won the Super Bowl is the Patriots. They don't pay left tackles. Nope. Yeah, but, they let them go. Yeah, but the Eagles had Jason Peters. I, the Rams had Andrew Whitworth. I, I, I mean, there's I'm with there's you. a bit of a trend here in the last three years. Listen, if he had cap, <laughs> if I'm the Colt, you have cap space. Yeah, I'd be entertaining this for sure. Because give it up. What do you got to give up? Look Second at, rounder. Look at Houston, Buffalo, and the Jets. Three teams I would identify right off the bat that could do this. All have a ton, a ton of cap yeah. space. And Houston's offensive line has been an issue for and, and years. They, they're going to roll, roll with Matt Khalil. Talk about injury history. Right, I mean, so the so the these, issue is what do you got to give up, and a if Washington's even willing to listen to offers. The second is what do you got to give up, and again, that's where that's where you, you've got to say if I have to give up a first or a second round pick for a thirty one year sure. old offensive tackle with some history of injuries, you have to look at it. You, you, we're looking at it in a bubble of here's a left tackle, he might be available. These teams need left tackles. Why aren't they trading for him? 
you got to look at what the return is going to be. And, I, and, and you have to juggle that again in a day and age in the NFL where draft picks can be gold, um, where, where again, if it, at all positions, including offensive tackle are closer to being ready to play quicker than they ever have been before because of the nature of late college with the teams I mentioned, I think that's a moot point because none of the quarterbacks cost any money right now. And for the next two and three years for those three teams, respectively, you can overpay at other positions. So if you're, if you're paying your left tackle $12 million a year for two years while your quarterback's making three, which, is all, which all those quarterbacks are, to me that's the right way to do that. This is, this, is, this is the window to go and spend on an edge rusher and a left tackle and a wide receiver one if you have to because that's the window of quarterback money you're in. So the, that's why I've identified those three teams. Sam Darnold looks like he might be a superstar. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, he looked really. He's looked really good. He's looked polished, clean, and he looked great last year. I thought he looked great last year. He was year. just, just you know, there wasn't a timing. There were, the things weren't wasn't clicking. enough around him last but year either. From a, fu- a fundamental standpoint, I think he's a superstar, and I'm not sure Calvin Beecham is a strong enough left tackle to be to be you know to hold his fort. The Jets should be all in on this because it's an upgrade, even if it's just for two years and it's a lot of money. It's an upgrade. I. Can't argue anything. Mer- can't there. argue. What's the cost, Paul? Do you have to go a second and maybe a second and a fifth? Probably a yeah, second and a fifth. What's the cost of protecting for two years? What's the cost of protecting Sam Darnold? It, that's right. <laughs> right for two years. Priceless. That's <laughs> that's what it is. All right, we're going to talk about quarterbacks now. And Not that we already have it. No, we, we, but <laughs> but now there's contractual tiers. We we brushed it on a little earlier. With Dak Prescott, yeah. do you pay him? This is something new I created. We've been seeing this from like a fantasy perspective, right? The, the different tiers of of the position to sort of understand how you you know you should only draft Ezekiel Elliott in these these rounds because he's a tier one running back. But you know Derrick Henry's a tier four running back, so you should wait till the fifth. Right? The fantasy geeks have been all over this, right? And it's been actually really effective. I mean, it, it sort of allows you to lay out your draft if if you follow one of those tiers. But I sort of identified that we can do this with contracts. Right, because these guys are in these windows we've talked about, and, and there's all these different you know elements of the contract now that are coming into focus, and it's it's the it's it's letting GMs rely on certain things. For instance, we talked about the Bills and the Jets, and Houston and the Browns and the Ravens who have these young quarterbacks. They can do other things that maybe the Patriots and the Packers and the Seahawks can't because their quarterbacks cost thirty million dollars a year, right? So. When you tier the quarterbacks the way I've done it, which is can't even be paid. Baker Mayfield can't even get more money. Josh Allen can't get more money. Darnold can't get more money. They're ineligible until three years of experience, which is after next year, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that that and so they're that ineligible list, for an extension. They can't be signed to extension. Their rookie f- contract, you can't even touch them. Even if Josh Allen's phenomenal, you can't give him money right now. Gotcha. Right? Just just from a CBA standpoint. So, Which I'm sure so breaks teams' one. teams' hearts. Oh, we'd oh, yeah. love to give you more, yeah. but we can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam, <laughs> well, I know they're going to have to. So oh, yeah, it's, it's just coming. Postponing yeah. that. It's well, coming. That can't kick down the road. They know when. It, but it's important to recognize that, even as a, as just a, you know a casual fan, because this is the time those teams should be spending money. Right. This is the time to go and build and try to catch lightning in a bottle. Because, like I said, if Sam Darnold has the year, or Baker Mayfield has the year, people expect him to have. You know, if there are pieces around him, I think a lot of people think the Browns can win the division, right? I, I, They're a sexy I'm not sure pick. I'm one of them, but a lot of people think that can happen. So that's why you saw the Browns go and get you know a Beckham Jr. and and just dominate the defenses. I, I mean, the, the Jets and the Browns defense should be ridiculous. So those five quarterbacks ineligible for an extension are yeah. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, and Kyler Murray uh, right. with the Cardinals. So they're locked in until 2020 after 2020 and then Murray excuse me 2021 yeah uh, yeah excuse me 2020 for the first four and then who came out in last year's draft this year's draft Kyler Murray exactly 2021 those that uh have extension eligibility there's three of them yep and after 2019 so right. they're, they're playing one more year and then you can sign them which is going to be notable right? yeah well <laughs> Patrick Mahomes yeah obviously should break the bank for sure Deshaun Watson will be interesting. And Trubisky. I think those right. two are sort of like, you know, fun to watch because they, right now they're about $30 million quarterbacks. But, it, you know, if they're going to be <laughs> signing contracts the same time as Patrick Mahomes, who's going to get 40, 
Right. They're going to get 38, right? If they, if they're worth it. And their team and their teams <laughs> particularly in the case of the Bears have pretty high expectations sure. to be good this year. How how much does Trubisky play a role in that will yes. determine exactly what he's going to get and how quickly they're going to move to sign him. There is one player you call rookie contract limbo. Yeah. As quarterback. Jared Goff is on an island right now because yeah. he can be signed, right? I mean, he he was drafted the same draft as Carson Wentz who got his money um, and Dak Prescott who we think will get his money. But Jared Goff was not signed. He was his fifth year option was extended, obviously. Uh, so he's playing on his fourth year now. Then he'll have his fifth year next year. He can get money any at any point in time now, any day now. Um, so he's in limbo. He's sort of the Rams are sort of letting him play this out. Maybe we don't know how long that'll happen. Maybe he gets money next week. Maybe he gets it in the middle of the season. I don't know. But we've talked about it a lot. That's that's really one to watch because the Rams have done a lot of things differently, and this could be. You know, the, the one thing they really do differently if they don't decide to pay Jared Goff. The other, the next tier is contract questions after 2019. <laughs> Look at that list. And yeah, these are... These are guys who could be cut or traded, essentially. Here we go. Kirk Cousins. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Who has made... I mean, that guy's an ATM. It's incredible how much money he's made. Oh, it's... Andrew Luck, who's only 29, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, but the injuries... Uh, hard right? to believe, right? Uh, Derek Carr... Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton. Yeah. The most intriguing ones to me there are Stafford, Luck, and Newton. Sure. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and Carr and Garoppolo, jury's out on them too. I mean, these are all the juries. I mean, I can't picture Cam Newton not being... I know. Uh, in Carolina. But I can picture Matthew Stafford not being in Detroit. He's he's yeah. really interesting. We've talked a little bit about Matthew Stafford. He's been paid way more than his production would arguably warrant. He's put up big numbers, but not a lot of wins. Yep. At some point, th- th- they're going to move on from him. Yes. At some point, Detroit, the people of the Lions are going to say, look, where have we gotten with him? Where are we going with him or without him? And they're going to move on. And I think he is a he'll. There'll be teams falling all over themselves to sign him once he hits the market. Um, maybe for the same erroneous reasons that we just talked about with the Lions. But I mean, there's a guy that I'm sure there are teams out there who think if I can put a better team around him than has ever been in Detroit, that guy can be a playoff caliber quarterback for me. And I'm not sure that that isn't true. But you're a little. You got a little bit of a faith in a in a debate like that. He's had good. He's you know he had Megatron. He had Ebron early yeah. in his career. They just could never run the if, ball. If Johnson stays, they win, right? They win something. I think so. Probably the, yes. the NFC at least, right? I yes. mean, I mean that at was some point. that was a dynamic duo. Right. Let me let me put this in here because next year they're going to have to trade Matthew Stafford next year because a release still from from a dead camp perspective, a release is still not tenable. So it would be an off-season trade for Matthew Stafford. Let me put a, let me put a name in your uh, a team in your oh, heads here. Oh, I have two, but go ahead. You, I, I really like the Chargers for oh, Matthew Stafford. That wasn't the team. He's I was just it, it. He seems like a reincarnation of Philip Rivers to me, Matthew Stafford. And I don't know that Rivers wants to play much longer. It just doesn't seem like it. He's he's a heck of a quarterback. I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but it just seems like maybe he's not going to be one of those guys that pushes into the 40s. I think maybe he pulls the string on his career quicker than than some of the other guys, and I wonder if that's a team who wants to rebuild on the fly, and Matthew Stafford just sort of fits their model. There was a team I was going to mention whose quarterback comes in the next tier. They said playing for extension eligibility. I was thinking Tampa. Sure, sure. Tampa's going to be all in on somebody. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know who's intriguing on me on this list is, is Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of the same reasons with Stafford. He's had some success. Um, he's been good, never great, put up good numbers, has led his team to some level of success. Um, but you wonder if there's just a thinking that, look, what, look, this is what we know we're going to get out of Andy Dalton. We want to be better. We want more. You've got a young, forward-thinking, offensive-minded coach there now. Um, I would suspect if Dalton, and, and like you said, I don't think the Bengals are going to be all that good this year. Um, that seems like a natural splitting point for me. The, the, what, what would be interesting to see is what's the market for an Andy Dalton? Does he get a starting job next year on the market, or does he have to go in somewhere as a backup quarterback and kind of fight his way back to being a starting quarterback? I think Andy Dalton's a really good quarterback. I've enjoyed watching him over mm-hmm. the years. I think he's really good. Great, no, but you know he's in that like eight to fifteen ranking. If you want to do it for quarterbacks, um, you could do a lot worse than that. But it'll be interesting to see where that all goes. Andy Dalton, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but 
Andy Dalton just seems like the kind of guy that the Patriots were bringing for three years to sort of manage that roster, right, and transition away from Brady when that, whenever that's going to happen. He's only 31 years old. That's nine. That's that's 11 years younger than their current quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if you think about it like that, wow. I mean, my goodness. Another team. By the way, one more team from Matthew Stafford. When we saw it last night, Denver Broncos. Sure. That, that sure. is a Denver Broncos quarterback right there, Matthew Stafford. So, And, and who knows where, where they're going to be. I mean, Joe Flacco can fall off that, that roster at any point after 2019. Nothing's guaranteed for Joe Flacco. Playing for extension eligibility. Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you have Eli Manning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Phil, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers. So th- these are the guys. Drew Brees, Brady, and Case Keenum. Yeah. I, I mean, what are you doing with those? Um, all right. I'll this tell you what I'm season will tell the story with almost all uh, of them. Dak Prescott Dak gets money. Dak gets money. Jameis Winston, boy, he's got to have a monster. Pe- people year. think he's gonna. People wow. really, people really like him with this offense right now. Bruce How Arians good offense. are they though? Yeah. How good is that team? And and again, he might put up big numbers, but are they going to win a lot? I think the defense is very, very, very poor. So I don't know how much they can manage. You know an actual W at the end of the game, but yeah. I think the offense might look really good. I, I think it's Byron left, which is the offensive coordinator. Yeah, there's a lot of things sort of clicking on that yeah. side of the ball. I mean, they've got, they've got four legitimate uh, receiving options. They, I don't know that they have a running back, but they can probably get one. Did you see the feature, Buffalo? feature on HBO Real Sports <laughs> on Bruce Arians? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, you need to watch. I kind will. of a rehash of Was the one they had month? done a missed, couple of years ago. I missed yeah. this month, so I got to catch up. They, they went, you know, they, they did a feature on him in Arizona cool. and kind of updated it here and... Like, if you don't like Bruce Arians... Yeah, yeah, he's fun and he's a general, right? Uh, well, he's... Yeah, but he... Like, his... How he grew up and he how He coached under Bear Bryant. Nice. Yes. That, that, there, I mean, that's how far he goes back, and that's there's a, a lot of old school in here. But when sure. he played college football at Virginia Tech, he and, he and his buddy were, like, the first uh, um, mixed roommates, mm-hmm. right, if you will. Oh, cool. And he's, all, he's like, all, all the white teammates would come to me and say, what's it like? He goes, what's it like what? <laughs> he goes, living with an African-American player. What are you talking about? It's the same as anything. Like, it, I thought that was really cool. And he just uh, there was just a story out that he told his coaching staff, if you miss your kids' games and stuff and you're here working, I will fire you. Go be with your family. Like, Don't miss your kids' t-ball no championship or stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and, and he drinks bourbon, it seems. So I, oh, you know, now uh, we know why you like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eli just, Manning's another one of those interesting ones. I give him, I, I admit by, by, I give it five to six games before he's gone out and Jones this is the last year. This is his last year, right? Paul, the Giants. It might be his last year in the league. Right? Paul, it's another team. You, you could just switch the name out Dolphins and put Giants in, in my opinion. Sure. Right? Because you're not winning. With Eli or Daniel Jones, well, even though Saquon's arguably oh. the best weapon in football, yeah, there's there's some more talent on the Giants than there is on the Dolphins. Who? Though? Who? Well, you got Sterling the good Shepard's tight end. First... Ingram is a really good tight end. If You've got Barkley. Out. They've they've invested highly in the offensive line. Um, you know, they've lost a lot of guys on defense, and frankly, I can't even give you one that comes to mind who is a star on their defense, but it just seems to me that there's a little more talent there there is in Miami, and it's the same argument. You're going to start Eli, and you know what you're going to get, probably 6-10, and 10, or when do you make the move to the kid who might struggle for three or four weeks and then show you at the end of the year that he's ready to be the next guy? We had this conversation last year with all of those first-year quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and I'm pretty sure you were all – all in on these guys got to play, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why aren't you in on Daniel Jones? Eli yeah, Manning's going to make $11.5 million. I think That's they have money completely they don't have to screwed the whole Eli Manning thing up right. there. Going back two years ago when they were ready to bench him, and then all of a sudden the public backlash caused the reversal from the owner. Why would you make it you worse know? then? I don't know. I don't know. I got no answers You've for you. You've already yet. paid him $5.5 That's a nice parting gift. Right. Seriously. Uh, just you know, let, let him walk he, away from he's this. He's living on his legacy of the Super Bowls. Trade him to it's Indy. New York. <laughs> There's a different... Eli Manning's right, better you than Jacoby Brissett. Eli Manning in... in, in uh, that's a great idea. There you go. All right, but hold on. Okay, but isn't there part of having Eli there? Yeah, but how much oh. does that really work? Well, the, the tutoring thing, I don't think it works at all. I mean, I he seems totally like a nice overrated. enough guy, and I'm sure Daniel Jones is enjoying watching Eli work. Right, and so there's something to that. But once the games start, you know what I mean. I think it's totally overrated. Well, it's, it's, um, 
I, I couldn't tell you if it is or isn't because I haven't been. Sure, in and we don't spot, know what kind right? of per, you know all adjudicators. And everybody's right. different. Some guys Correct. are different. You know, uh, right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy who embraces that role as a mentor, yeah. as a backup quarterback. Sure. Not all guys do. You know, I Brett you know Favre Joe didn't. Flacco. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I think there was some sense that Joe Flacco wasn't really all in on right. teaching Lamar Jackson how to be the replacement for him. Well, I'm not so sure he could. Not all guys. All, not all guys are. So I, I think teach that's him a, everything. I think that's know? a little bit of a dated and aged perception from a lot of fans that you got to have that veteran guy who can come off the when the guy comes off the field and say well didn't you see the safety do this and that? that's what coaches are for the coaches do that okay I, again i'm gonna i'm gonna drop back to kyler murray right like shouldn't you play daniel jones right away because if he's josh rosen you just move on yes you just do it again yeah you don't have right. time to waste. Why would you spend $11 million on, on Eli Manning when you could just do that? Because I think there's always other factors that are involved. But right or wrong, there just are. Perception, they're gonna fans, give a, they're gonna give ownership, a loyalty, all those things come into play. They gutted their defense. They're going to give up 40 points a game. They, they gutted their defense because they were rebuilding for the quarterback that they got. But they're still going to play Eli Manning with Saquon Barkley. Well, again, maybe, for three, or four, maybe for three or four games. <laughs> When they start one and four, but that that'll that's eleven million dollars that they could have next year. That rolls over if they, if they release Eli Manning or trade him to Indy, they could roll over eleven and a half million of cap next year. Boy, wouldn't that be an to awesome rebuild your defense? If, if, if that came out in the next week that they've traded Eli Manning to the Colts, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like the whoa moment I, I of the stop NFL preseason? About it now that I've said it, I can't stop thinking. I about think it. that's brilliant. It would be, you know what? And what would be even better story is he, if he can take him to a Super Bowl. Like his brother. Oh, my yeah. God. Right? I mean, I you've mean, got the name in that city. Can he wear city, his brother? You know? Just stop the show right now. Wait, we can't do any better than this. Would, would he, no. <laughs> and would, would, Peyton, would he wear Peyton's number? He'd have to. He'd have to. He'd have to. Come on. Come on. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be cool. Be very cool. Oh, my God. By the way, just because uh, you that, mentioned Stephen Peyton, Smith. If, you, if anybody out there is a ESPN Plus subscriber, you got to go watch the Peyton's oh, Places. They things. are phenomenal. They're awesome. They're, they're, ama- they're, they're so cool. The way he's yes. great at it, the, the, the topics that they've chosen to touch on are some of the iconic things in NFL history, and the, yes. the way he's done it has been really He knows needed. what so to ask. I completely recommend agree, going bro. to watch them. All right, six quarterbacks that are locked in. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles with Jacksonville, and yeah. Carson Wentz. And that's just because of guaranteed money. Guaranteed cash. New, new deals, lots of dead cap, which I've listed here on, on the website. This uh, this contractual tiers article is now live on SpotTrack.com, so you can figure that out and uh, you know, tell me what stinks about it on Twitter at SpotTrack. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, on this list of quarterbacks, half, half are in their 20s. Half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL are in so the We 20s. talked about that it's a new wave coming that's already started and it's only going to continue to come. Yeah, now I'm including Luck in there. He's 29, but that, in their 20s. So it is a young man's position. Unless you want to look at our cap fact when you have an injury <laughs> and you want to bring somebody in. This was uh, mentioned earlier. Hey, McCown's couch ought to be a show on ESPN Plus <laughs> because right. that couch is worth $2 bucks at least with, with the Eagles, right? He made $10 million last year. Ten with million the with the Jets, right? To be Sam Darnold's mentor, which you say it's overrated, but it's worth ten million. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> did, did he really make Sam Darnold much better than Sam Darnold already is? Uh, who, who knows? He was he was there as a. Don't you think he would have taken five though? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he would have taken five. Sure. Well, uh, I also I think, it's not, I think Josh it's McCown? not ironic that the general manager that gave him that money is no longer employed there. <laughs> Here, eleven teams that Josh McCown uh, has been. This is eleven. A, yes, this is reported two million guaranteed with the Eagles. This is what three more teams than Fitz has been. No, well, the, the cool stat is whoever throws the first pass in a regular season game, yeah. Fitz or McCown, becomes the first NFL quarterback in history to throw passes for eight different teams. That'll be that'll be Fitz. Uh, we think. We think, yeah. Right. Cardinals, Lions, Raiders, Dolphins, Panthers, 49ers, Bears, Bucks, Browns, Jets, and Eagles. You have to build another room for 51 the jerseys. Million. See, now, you could look oh. at this one of two ways. You could look at it that he was good enough that a lot of teams wanted to sign him, or you could look at him that he was bad enough that a lot of teams wanted to get rid does of him. Does it matter? Is no, there, it doesn't. No, no better Not position. in that role, it doesn't. Again, he, didn't, he hasn't started anywhere near the amount of games that Fitz has done because he's not good enough to be a starter, but... but that's what NFL backups are, uh, and when the Eagles sort of panicked with the injuries, they're like, we need a guy who is 
been through the wars before, even if he hasn't won a lot of them. We need a guy and get me a veteran guy. And that's that's what most of your NFL backups are. That's the Matt Schaubs of the world. That's that's who NFL backup quarterbacks are. They're washed out starters who are never really good enough to no, be you know really what they good are? starters. They're Patriots third, fourth, and fifth round picks. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they too. are. I mean, that's just spread across the league. Let's let's bring it to the companies. They're executive vice presidents who never <laughs> never considered presidents. But groom your kids to be backup quarterbacks. No kidding. You know? Right? Just enough weightlifting. You and, know, and frankly, Kinko 45, but not 50 yards. And you have to have a couple. You, you go in, you have a couple of nice moments. So people talk about, hey, you know Perfect. what? This guy, this guy could do something. Perfect. Right? Going and win a couple of games, life is good. It's great. It is great. And you make fifty one. Talk about bucks. safety first. Absolutely. All right. We uh we close out the show. Let me let me, let me get one uh, one thing in here. We we've opened up our NFL fantasy contest on Spot Track. Oh, that's right. All right. Uh, you, if anyone who's done this before, you know how this works. It's the thirty two team, uh, thirty two player contest. Uh, you got to pick one player from each team. Okay. It's hard. Trust it's, me. It's hard. It's it takes really some time. This is, this is not your grandmother's you fantasy can't contest. You can't go Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. You can't do it. You got to decide. Lock yourself away from easy four decision. hours at the office. <laughs> you know, put some time into this. Yeah, you, you're, you've got to get over $100 million. But obviously, after that, you're trying to keep your, your cap as low as possible. Um, but yeah, you got to pick a player from every team. So if you're picking Patrick Mahomes, you can't have Travis Kelsey. And uh, we're going to run this thing right through the uh, start of the season. September 6th, I think. September 6th is yes. going to start the season. Um, we'll, we'll lock it. Uh, whatever yeah, that fr- Thursday, Thursday is. It's a yeah. fifth. The fifth. Yes. Whatever yes. that whatever that Thursday is, the first week of September, that's when we're going to shut this thing down, and then we'll run it through the whole NFL uh, regular season. Paul's fact $500 checking $500 in cash given away here. September 5th. 500 cash. 500 cash. Sweet. We're ineligible, Paul, <laughs> uh, for it. Uh, $500 is not um, nearly the amount that Steph Curry has donated to launch a golf program at Howard University. But this, I think this is a cool story of a professional athlete um, going outside of his sport, although he set himself up for golf to be his sport after he's done playing the NBA. Uh, he's competed on the Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. He competes in the, the Celebrity Contest. He has a show, Holy Moly, uh, which I watched a few minutes of. <clears throat> Anyhow... Um, <laughs> Well, I'm just, you know, whatever. Uh, it, 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 it works for him. Uh, Steph Curry, though, is helping start a golf program at, or re, restarting it. They had it back in the 50s. Howard University, one of the historical black colleges in the United States, and he's donated a seven-figure amount over the next six years mm-hmm. to help launch the program. It, as you can imagine, they say, wow, how much could it cost to launch a golf program? Well, you got scholarships that right. you have to worry about, staff, uh, facilities, travel, equipment, travel, you know, course rentals, and things like that. I know Callaway is in as far as an equipment provider. Under Armour has to be has for to be. apparel, right? Yeah. Um, so probably you know they get you know, breaks on price on, on sort of that stuff. Maybe a cost or if they're donating whatever. This is a cool story to me. By the way, it's boys and girls. Uh, yes, so both, which is really nice. That's uh, yes. This is a, yeah, it's a great story. Well, he'd have to do. Did you see the story? Oh, the sneakers. The sneakers was, story. It, I sent. I Incredible. showed my daughter about eleven times. Awesome. This girl Have wrote. You heard this, Paul? No. Oh, so this great. girl wrote to Steph Curry and, and Under Armour, yeah. and said, "Hey, Steph Curry's my favorite basketball player. I want to buy his shoes, but why are your shoes only in boy sizes? Yeah, there's no girls. There's no girl sizes for his shoes. And so Steph flew her out, uh, you know, to a game. Well, first wait, 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 he, he, he took that back to Under Armour. Yes, and he said, went to Under Armour. We right. got to fix this. That's and, correct. And they did. They fixed it. And then, yeah, yeah. go ahead. And he invited her to an All Star game or just a regular game. I don't know something. I, wanna, but I think it was one of the playoff games. Yeah, it was something. I think where it was an NBA playoff game. He went to Under Armour and says, "We have to change this." Yeah. And he thanked her for hey bringing this to That's our great. attention. Brought her to a game, and it Launched was just really girls' line. <laughs> yes. Great story, yep. like where an athlete, you know, listened to somebody and responded here. So, and and what some people are criticizing this. Yeah, well, of course, because he makes forty million a year, and he right. only only donated one million. Right, right? but it's over so several. What's he supposed years. to donate ten million so they can build their own golf well, course? Like he, what? He, you know, he could have just kept the one million. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. my defense to that. Yeah. They they want to solve world hunger. I think. Yeah, yeah. some folks. They're probably here. now one of the highly most highly funded golf programs in all of college athletics. Yeah, Oklahoma State still. Wow. Uh, you know, they got Ricky Fowler and other pros that have gone through there that give back, but. Uh, Just another example that this is a good dude. 
That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, he he could have done this at Davidson. By the way, yeah, his alma mater. He, he, didn't, he didn't even go to Howard. That's the other point of this. Correct. He's got he's get, really got no affiliation with this. It's just somebody probably reached out, or he got he got caught. You know, people wanted to attend there to play golf like they used to. And sure. There's probably some story that came up, and he stepped in and helped out. I mean, that's there's nothing better than that. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a cool thing, and then. You know the the goal is to get alumni, yeah, uh, to help keep it going. This program keep it going, and then when the players, uh, men and women come through there, whether they go to become doctors, lawyers, whatever, insurance, or you know maybe a pro golfer comes out of Howard, um, that they uh, help fund the program and bring it back. So, kind of a cool thing there with an athlete using some of his resources to fund another sport. What do you think his chances are post NBA of playing? Yeah. Is he kind of in the uh, like of the golf? Ro- like the Romo area yeah. where he, he'll play the pro rams and things like that, but never really get on the right, tour. So Tony Romo yeah. and I worked the event, uh, the Byron Nelson, where he got the sponsor's exemption. Mm-hmm. Talk about controversy there. He's taking a spot from somebody, and <laughs> um, which I get on one hand, but the other hand, there are plenty of avenues for players to secure spots. Sure, right. The answer is play better. No, <laughs> I, no, no. It, it actually is. If you if you play well enough, you get yourself in. And I think this was great because, number one, look at all the media attention it brought mm-hmm. uh, to have a, a Tony Romo, who, by the way, it was his home club, one of his home clubs, and he's a plus-one handicap, right, which, which means he's giving a stroke to the course. The course isn't giving him a stroke. Yeah. He's a plus-one, and he didn't make the cut. Yeah, well, so plus to me, 11 or something, right? Right. So to me... This shows you how difficult it is to be a professional golfer. Just how good pro golfers are when a guy who's a club champion, right? Plus ones are usually the club I belong to. Our club champion three years in a row is a plus one. I've beaten him stroke play twice <laughs> over a two-day period. I think he was sick. It didn't matter, right? Um, the, the guy's unbelievable player. But a plus one going to compete in the pro tour has no chance. Like so, any anybody out there thinks they're good? You're not good. Do, do you have off the top of your head who's the best non golfer to compete? I mean, I know Jordan could play a little bit. It's definitely not Barkley. Oh no, you're talking <laughs> well, about uh, the, the guys who athlete? play in the pro ams. Like that, the the, right. the Tahoe pro ams are always some of the baseball anybody, pitchers. Rick yeah, Rhodes, I know Smoltz was Mark good. Mark Mulder, those guys are always the ones that are always uh, at the top of the leaderboard on those. Nobody right? really stands out though. They're all kind of. I'll tell you who it is. Jeff Knox. Oh yeah, you know who Jeff Knox. Yeah, yeah. Is? Okay. Jeff Knox is the guy who traditionally has been the marker at the Masters. No kidding. He's a member at Augusta National, and when they have an odd number. The first guy out on Saturday has played solo. They had Jeff Knox had been the guy who goes out and plays. And That's he beat, awesome. He beat Rory McIlroy. Like what? <laughs> yeah, the one here, the one Saturday, Rory was like the the first the first oh, guy no. off. He beat Rory. So I'll say Jeff Knox. I like it. You know because he's. Do you think in this current era that that it is Romo? I mean, is Romo? The no, I, I'll. Uh, boy. Yeah. I, you know I. He he's been afforded a couple of exemptions yeah. to play. Um, I know Smoltz got killed. Well, Smoltz qualified for the U.S. Open. He got killed though. Yes, but yeah. just qualifying was that's a, a feat in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Smoltz, Mark Mulder, sure, has been a heck of a golfer. Right. Uh, Glavin was pretty good. Former Met. Um, there's a uh, uh, Quinn, the golfer, Dan Quinn, uh, the, the hockey, hockey player. player, Dan Quinn. All right. Uh, was up there, so good stuff. And uh, so was the guy uh, from uh, General Hospital. What the hell is his name? Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner. Wow, it was a hell scary of a player, that I'm so. the one who knew that. All right, Give so more coffee. But I'm going to go with Jeff Knox. I'm going with Jeff Knox, the guy who's the marker at the Masters. A lot of guys uh, before they play there for the first time would ask to play with him because he knows the course better than anybody else and plays it so well. I'm trying to think who it was. So they played a practice round with him and said it was remarkable. Just watch, just where he put the ball. You put it here so you can hit it there. Who's taking it home next week? Tour championship. You know, no one's picking Patrick Cantlay. Nice. Played great over the playoffs. He's coming in. You you look at where it's at right there. I don't think there's any pressure on him because everybody's been looking at Justin Thomas, who has that (laughs) 10 under lead. I'll say Cantlay or Kepka. Yeah. And you know what? Seems safe. Sticking your neck out there, picking Brooks Kepka to win a big golf event. Kepka, though, starts, (laughs) he starts three back. Right. It's interesting how they've done this. No, I like it a lot. The scores roll over. They're, you're, no. they're, they're like they're cumulative to so the next match. Basically, it's like NASCAR. You play for positioning for the final race. Okay. Yep. All right. You know where they give you a head start on time. Well, this is where 
they give you a head start on score. Yep. So Justin Thomas, uh, by winning the BMW Championship, became number one going into the Tour Championship. And therefore, he starts the tournament at 10 under par. Huh. Mm-hmm. And it works its way to 8 under, 7 under. So he's got a two-stroke lead, right, going into it. The guys who the guys finished 30th, Jason Kokrak, who made, makes a putt to get in. Mm-hmm. Like you just that, that putt was worth, worth a lot of money. Okay, it's, it's, it's not just a guy who finishes one against fifteen million. The money works its way down, and sure. you have tournament money on there. It's it's trust me, it's a big deal making the tour championship. Kokrak starts at even par. Wow! So he's got to make up ten strokes, and he's got to pass twenty nine other guys to win. Is thirty too little? Uh, too, too few? No. It's, I, it's a good I, number. I think it's a great number. Yeah, uh, it's been the historic number. I think it puts the pressure on the seventy to make the thirty. Yeah. There's so many storylines that go into it, and guys who can play their way in and play their way out. Yeah, um, I mean, you've got to do great. There, there's been an argument uh, with golf in that the majors should be worth more than 600 points. Sure. Well, you know, if you win a tour event, it's worth 500. The World Golf Championships are 550 points, and majors are 600. There's been an argument make them worth a thousand, or make them worth more because you know winning a major. It makes your season. Of course. Yet it doesn't guarantee you getting to the Tour Championship. The argument is because of Tiger, the guy who's a defending champion who finished 34th, who almost made it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't diminish Tiger's season, in, in no. my opinion. He won the Masters, yeah, no. right? That's so, all we need. That's Yeah. It, and you're, you're good with the scheduling? You're okay that we're finishing it off I here? think the scheduling's great. Yeah. I think what they've done is fantastic. Uh, this, this event would have ended in September. Yeah. Uh, second week of NFL. I mean, if Tiger was in this thing, there'd be a lot of eyeballs on next weekend. Yeah, there still will be. I know, but I mean, still you know what be. I mean. It, sure. It, it would be a, a really big event because there's really nothing going on. I mean, there's scan around the sports news. Right. It's pretty bad right now. But th- 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 listen, they're, they're owning the summer. They've got the big event in the, in the summer, and every month there's been something, yeah. which is great. So, And they've added events in the fall. I, I think it's worked out. We'll see how. And, and Tiger even said, we don't have it. We're trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this plays out for people who are criticizing the format. He goes, we'll see how it plays out. But last year, the issue was the guy who won the FedEx, yeah. Justin Rose, didn't win any Nothing. playoff event. He just showed up and won $10 million. That's That's correct. <laughs> he he, sh- he, he pointed, pointed himself to victory. Tiger wins the Tour Championship and doesn't win the FedEx Cup. They've set it up and off. You win this tournament, you win the FedEx Cup. They've given guys a head starts. It's good to win the tournament. So, good. and if if it doesn't work out right, if people don't like it, then I'm sure they'll tweak it. They're not standing still with it. All right, hey, make sure you check out the premium section mm-hmm. of SpotTrack.com. Get in for the fantasy football draft. Try to win 500 bucks cash, and also check out our friends at Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. Especially if you're an athlete listening to the show, want to get some knowledge on what your next contract is going to be, what to do with that money. If you're an entertainer. Like Jack Wagner. Listening. Jack, call our friends at Morgan Stanley. MorganStanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. From Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Spot Track Podcast.